Stress Day or National PTSD Day, depending on who you are and how you say it, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what? Why have a National PTSD Day or PTS Day? Personally, I think it's uh, I think it's key because first off, let me say this: that veterans are not the only ones with post-traumatic stress. Uh, so, along with that, I think it's key because this can lead to somebody's life completely altering whether they get depressed whether they start drinking or abusing certain substances or eventually take their own life i think this is kind of the starting point for for a darker and negative life and so bringing awareness to it such as a lot of other organizations do can help bring resources in to help treat one that was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress my personal take on it I didn't even know it was National PTSD Day until I saw Mike Schlitz post something a little while ago. And, and Mike, uh, on his Facebook page, Mike is a double-hand amputee blown up in Iraq uh, 2006, burned over almost all of his body. And uh, and he, he talks about the fact that he, he doesn't consider himself to have post-traumatic stress or a traumatic brain injury, and doctors have argued with him about that, but he insists he doesn't because he says that that um, he he is able to move forward with his life, so he doesn't count PTS as being a, a major disability that he has. I mean, certainly he's got things that, uh, memory, bad memories and things that have impacted him from that, but he said that, uh, and I don't want to paraphrase this the wrong way, but I've heard him say before that his injury is almost like an easy injury because people see it. Mm-hmm. And so they naturally want to support him and help him and give him trips and attention and, and things because he's horrifically maimed. And when you see him, you just you want to give the guy a hug. You want to open doors for him. And, and, uh, and he's the greatest guy in the world. But he says, and I've seen him do this at, at a—we're at an event in— uh, California, and uh, a, a B movie actor came walking up to him and wanted to make a big deal out of him. And Mike said, "Well, you know, thank you very much, but here I want you to meet this veteran next to me, who has an injury that you can't see." And he redirected this quasi-famous person's attention from himself to the person next to him, which I thought was amazing that he did that. But I think key in what you just said about the importance of awareness for post-traumatic stress and the day is that there are people that have injuries that you cannot see externally that they're dealing with that. um, And again, I don't want to say this the wrong way because you don't want to run up to everybody that doesn't have an external injury and assume that they have an injury. Right. But, but to recognize that somebody may be dealing with something, it, it could even be a back injury, right. That you can't see on the outside that they're carrying over from their military service Mm -hmm. that affects everything that they do every day. 
And to just recognize that and be sensitive to the fact that maybe the reason that they sit with their back to the wall so they can see the door is because they had a bad experience where somebody did something one time and somebody got hurt or killed. And so that's why they do that. I think that's probably a a reaction to or, or a condition of post-traumatic stress. But I mean, what what are your thoughts? I'm rambling a little bit here. Yeah. Um, so kinda, did you agree that I was rambling? Is that what you said? I choose no comment <laughs> for the, the viewers. <laughs> they're, um, they're actually listeners. The listeners yeah. Forgive me. Forgive me, listeners. Um, one thing I do want to say, um, before I was a 100% with Gallant Few, uh, with the rest of the staff, I applied to be a police officer, which is a pretty common thing for veterans to get out of the military. They want to stay in that same community, so they become firefighters, law enforcement officers, things of that nature. And so a big question is among many communities that have their own police departments and law enforcement agencies is, do you have post-traumatic stress? Do you have PTSD? And a lot of times veterans are kind of scared to say something, not just veterans, but people in general who are diagnosed with post-traumatic stress. They're shy of that question because if they say, yes, I have PTSD, they automatically think that's the kicker that's going to get them off basically continuing that interview process and whatnot. And so, you know, me being a younger veteran, of course, I came to Carl and he told me that that I still remember to this day is post-traumatic stress is a normal, a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. So because of the situation that you were in, one, it may not have been your fault. But along with that, it's completely understandable to develop a, a sense and case of post-traumatic stress based off of your prior situation. And um, and I just thought that when he that, that opened a whole new can of worms, that thought process, basically, because I was like, oh, like, really? Like, I, you know, I'm not messed up. I'm not jacked up in the head. I'm not, you know, and, and basically it gave me the clarification of saying, no, you're not stupid. You're not crazy. You're not jacked up in the head. It's just you experienced something that a lot of people didn't experience, and it set you on this path. And so now it's, in a sense, I'm, on my, I'm still been on my path of recovery, but since I understood it more, I know how to fight my enemy, which is, you know, my case of post-traumatic stress personally. So um, I think now I'm the one rambling. Well, I don't have post-traumatic stress. Um, and so you know, I have to be careful about what I say because I don't want... I'm not an expert on it because I've not been diagnosed with it, right? Um, but with the veterans that I have worked with, you are an example of that. Mike Schlitz is an example of that, and many others are. Uh, we we have, as a veteran community, there is a danger, and I think the VA reinforces this, that says that because you had this uh, awful occurrence in your life or long-term sequence of occurrences in your life, because of that, it's okay for you to drink. It's okay for you to be angry. It's okay for you to uh, make bad choices because you have post-traumatic stress, right? It becomes uh, an excuse or an enabler for it. And, and the VA will throw a bunch of medication at you to try to dope you up because, because you have post-traumatic stress, uh, you can't sleep, so we're going to give you all these sleep meds. Or because you have post-traumatic stress, you're uh, you need to be calmer, so we're going to give you these Anxiety. Xanax or whatever to calm you down. And and I think that reinforces the concept that you're not responsible for the things that you do because you have post-traumatic stress or because what happened to you in the past. And I refuse to accept that. I think that we're better than that. I think that that each one of us 
has the ability to choose our response to any situation that's in front of us, regardless of what's happened to us in the past, regardless of whether we were abused when we were kids or, or experienced a trauma in war or over and over. I, I, just, I think that, especially we as warriors, as veterans, we have the strength to make the choice for a decision. It doesn't mean that it's an easy choice, but it might be a lot easier to drink a fifth of Jack Daniels because you can't sleep at night than it is to try to figure out what you need to do to get yourself some good solid sleep that doesn't involve doping yourself up, right? Mm -hmm. It's harder to do that, but the long-term benefit for your life is much greater. And there are organizations and and groups out there that can help people learn how to do things like that. The Burris Functional Emotional Fitness Coaching that Gallant Few offers is an example of that, right? Instead of blaming your present on your past, it says, what are you going to do in the next minute, the next hour, the next day that's going to make your life different and then making an intentional choice to do that. So I I think that, uh, you know, maybe I'm speaking out of school because I don't have PTSD, but I think we have a danger doing that. And I, I will say that I think the VA... Maybe they have to, but they err on the side of PTS now, or at least in their documentation. I, the last time that I went in for my uh, for my checkup, because now I am that potential spam call can go away because that guy's going to tell me my Social Security number is in danger of being recalled, and I need to call them and speak to a federal agent. I got that message twice yesterday. I hate those people. Um, so I, I because I have had back surgery and I've got all these messed up discs in my neck and my back and other junk going on, the VAs prescribed me Tramadol. They wanted me to be on Tylenol with codeine forever. Mm-hmm. And and I told them I didn't want to take that because it made it harder for me to function on a daily basis. So they moved me down to Tramadol, which then they turned around and made it a narcotic. So yeah. so I take it when, when I really need it. I don't take it all the time. Right. But because now I'm taking Tramadol... I have to go in every six months and do your analysis so the VA can confirm that, number one, I guess I am taking Tramadol, and number two, I'm not taking something else that I'm not supposed to because I guess that gives them an excuse to yank my Tramadol away if I am. Oh, definitely. So, But through all of that, as I went in to go through this, the little nurse assistant comes in, and she sits down in the room, and she has her questionnaire, and she asks me, do you feel safe at home? Mm-hmm. You know, are you, does anybody beat you and questions like that? And then she gets to one where she says, did you experience any trauma when you were in the military? I said, yes, I did. And she said, well, what was that? And I said, well, 12 of my friends died in a helicopter crash. And she said, how often do you think about that? And I said, every day. I think about them every day. So then she, she makes her notes and she hands me the piece of paper as I go to check out. And down at the bottom, she's checked off PTSD as one of my conditions. I'm like, I don't have PTSD. Why? Why are you? Because I every day I think about this traumatic event. It doesn't make me do things, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't drive me to do a certain thing or drink a certain thing or be angry or maybe you think I'm just like that all the time. I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> but, I have my own. But it's, but, but why do they go now and, and are they trying to make it like easier for me to now go and claim PTSD, which I'm not going to do. But why? I feel like why it might, I feel like it personally it might be easier for, just for them. It might be like you know what, fine, just check in the box, you're done, get out. I need to see the next patient. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just something they can hurry them to cycle through. Because I mean, you ask a nurse and how many how, how many patients a doctor sees a day, especially at the VA, they might say 150 a day. So for them to 
just do a legitimate and literal check in the box and send you on your way, you're somebody else's problem now. I did my job. I mean, maybe that is the mindset, the mentality. Uh, excuse me. Maybe that's the mentality the VA is going mm-hmm. after. But I want to backtrack something what you, that we said earlier. Um, how when you said veterans uh, in our in our case are dealing with post traumatic stress, smoking maybe some illicit drugs or something else, or they're drinking hard, and I have a past of doing that too. And looking back on it, I realized you know what I was doing, and this maybe this is reaching another veteran, is you're not treating the problem, but you're treating the symptom. You're, okay, I'm having these flashbacks, I'm having these nightmares, I'm having these anxiety attacks, okay, well, in that moment when those are happening, my first go-to is I need to get a bottle of, maybe just a bottle of beer or a whole six-pack, I have these, you know, hydrocodone or oxycotton pills or something that can quickly numb me and make me feel good and get that euphoric state that I'm fixing the moment right then and there. But long-term, I'm not fixing the post-traumatic stress and which is where you came in with the burst functional emotional fitness training that we we offer to veterans and i didn't have my thought process down i didn't have my emotions down i was always just thinking kind of almost on my feet and in the moment in the spur of moment kind of thing and rather than saying hey okay yeah this sucks right now but now i need to basically plan out for six months or a year from now to become healthier emotionally mentally physically spiritually professionally anything like that and I didn't do that. And so if I didn't do that, maybe there are other veterans that didn't do that as well. So basically what I'm trying to say is if you are a veteran and you are listening to this podcast right now, check out Gallant Fuse Burst Functional Training. What was what was the thing that really made a difference for you in terms of of the symptoms with your post-traumatic stress? And you still on occasion, I know you still, you'll have a day that that you don't you don't understand why you feel really anxious on that particular day and but but what was it that back when all the bad stuff was really going on on a daily almost hourly basis with you what was the one major thing that helped you get past all that stuff I want to say my daughter that was my main incentive because she needed she needed me mm-hmm. and so it's like I can't give up I can't I can't pull the trigger on myself I can't do X, Y, and Z because she needs a dad. She needs that positive role model in life. Role model in life, and so mm-hmm. I was like, the life that I'm living right now. I guess I can now that we're kind of putting it on paper. I can proudly say that I'm not really just living life for myself, but I'm also living for my daughter. So what what would you call that? What what happened? What did that give you? Uh, an awakening or reckoning or anything like that. Uh, I feel like we're playing a word game here. Yeah, like uh, Jeopardy. Starts with P. Sounds like Erpus. Purpose. (laughs) Uh, Purpose. Right? Was what I So so being a dad became a higher purpose for you Mm -hmm. than wallowing in your feelings, than Mm -hmm. than being tied up in what you were going through. And feeling sorry for myself. Yeah, and, the whole, and what, was, what was me kind of thing, and and you, but you also around that same time you started coordinating things for other veterans, right? Yep. Before yep. you even joined Gallant Few, yep. you you coordinated a, a hunting mm-hmm. shooting did trip. You did a fishing, trips. yeah, and and you know we've gone back and forth on whether or not we want to do that or we want to partner with somebody that does it. But yep. the value of stepping outside of your own existence mm-hmm. and and doing something on the behalf of others, giving yourself finding that purpose. Mm-hmm. Boone Cutler talks about the Spartan Pledge, right? And the Spartan right. Pledge says, not that you won't kill yourself, but it says, I won't take my life by my own hand until I talk to my battle buddy first. Mm-hmm. 
and I'll make it my mission to find a mission to help my warfighter family, which is a purpose, right? Yep. If you don't have a purpose, then your purpose is to find a purpose. So you always have a purpose, mm -hmm. whether it's finding a purpose or, or executing that purpose. But if all you're doing is treading water, watching TV, watching Oprah, uh, Dr. Phil. Wheel of Fortune. Drinking. Wheel of Fortune makes you think. Now, come <laughs> on. <laughs> but but if, all, if all you're doing is, is vegging out in front of the TV and, and drinking and you're not breaking out of your own little box, then your symptoms of post-traumatic stress are going to be much worse yeah. than if you have identified other ways to get outside of that. One other thing that I want to mention, because I just had this conversation with a veteran the last couple of days, and because he's in a remote area that's not a big town, and they got transferred there because of his wife's job, which means she knows people from work, but he doesn't, right? So making friends is, how do you go make friends in a new place? Most people default to, well, I'm going to go to the bar. Mm -hmm. Right, I'll go get a beer and maybe I'll talk to somebody at the bar and then I'll make a friend. That's not the right way to make a friend. I mean, that's a great place to go with a friend, but it's probably not the best place right. to go make a friend. So, so how do you find friends in a community like that? And one of my defaults and what I encouraged him to do, and he did, was go Google Rotary and your zip code. Find a Rotary club that's in your zip code. Because Rotary is a, a group of people in your community, and there may be multiple Rotary groups that exist in your community, that meet once a week for lunch or breakfast. It's cheap to belong, and their motto is service above self. So they look for things in their community they can make better. They may do a fundraiser to provide scholarships for kids or feed hungry people or help animals or who knows what it is. It's driven by the members of that Rotary Club. But it's people that believe in the local community and they choose to get together to make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. That's the that's a perfect kind of a group to go affiliate with, go visit, connect with them, find out if there's any other veterans there. And you'll find veterans there because veterans are drawn to service organizations. And then all of a sudden you start to build a network, a, mm -hmm. a social network of friends that doesn't revolve around going and drinking. Mm -hmm. And that not only is it other people that you can associate with, but that's other people that have a purpose. So now yep. you can plug into that purpose. So you get final thoughts because I've been rambling on. Final thoughts. Okay, so. Zach's thoughts. These Zach, are Zach's, Zach's thoughts. thoughts. Thinking with Zach. Oh, man. If you could only see what's going on in my mind. Okay, so. So take what Carl has told you in this podcast and apply it. If you are that veteran right now that was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress from whatever experience, I am not saying that you have to have it strictly from combat watching somebody get shot in front of you. I'm not saying that. From whatever case that you developed a case of post-traumatic stress, do apply what Carl taught you. Reach out to Gallant View. Get into the Burr's training that we offer. Not only that, but if you have nothing going on in your area, you're not part of a Rotary Club, you're not putting together a veteran breakfast, you're not getting veterans together in a safe, sober place once a month. If you're not doing any of that, get your ass up and do it. Because if you're not going to do it, then no one else is going to do it. Now you, Right now, what I basically asked you to do is I gave you a, a purpose. I gave you a, basically a one-month job to do. Next month, sometime in the month of July or whenever you're listening to this. And this month, put a veteran breakfast together or join a Rotary Club. 
do something productive because you're not going to benefit just yourself, but you're going to end up growing that network. You can benefit yourself, maybe your family, maybe your friends as well. Not only that, but you can inspire somebody else to become healthy, become sober, and potentially even save them. So do something. Be, be productive. Step up to the plate like you did when you joined the military. Zach, nice, man. So you can take the rest of the day off? Yes. Until climbing, which is so in like, like two and a half two hours. hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. like a which, uh, which reminds me, we, we have uh, indoor rock climbing programs in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Tuesday and Thursday night in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is like every other Tuesday. Thursday. 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 I don't know when it is. Look but, up Raider uh, Project. Raider Project's got it. And, and Bryce Mahoney goes early morning in Raleigh, North Carolina. So uh, if, if you're in one of those communities, come out and climb with us. We'll provide your gear. And, uh, and if we like you, we might even buy your own shoes so you can keep coming back. But, but get out and do something that doesn't revolve around beer uh, or alcohol. We have a few days before Independence Day. Yep. Independence Day is coming up. Uh, you probably have heard me say this before. I don't like to say thank you for your service because it makes me uncomfortable when somebody thanks me for my service. Because I didn't just bring them a pizza. And I went into the military to benefit myself. It was my education. It was my choice to go, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it makes me a little uncomfortable. But when somebody says, thank you for my freedom, well, that's why I served. I served because I wanted to guarantee our freedoms, right? So, so Zach, I don't thank you for your service. I thank you for my freedom. So all of you steely-eyed, barrel-chested warfighters out there that, uh, that served— Thank you for my freedom. Go out on Independence Day, blow something up, but blow something up safely. Yeah, and uh, don't don't be a Mike Schlitz after Independence Day and not have any hands. And uh, and if you are anywhere near Mike, he if you have like a firecracker that you think might have been a dud or something, he can go pick it up because he has hooks. So he's he's your safe choice for he has a couple extra inches firecracker now recovery. Yeah, but uh, but enjoy Independence Day. Be safe. Enjoy time with your family and friends. Do not let the past define you. You have the choice. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to choose your response to anything that happens in the next second, the next minute, the next hour, the next day. So I'm going to sign off with our catchphrase. Be brave, be bold, and be gallant. <laughs>